Luke, you have a lovely name. Thank you. You're welcome. You got me thinking. Because you got a notification you forgot to put on. We don't have to start again, but you forgot to put on Do Not Disturb. Come on. I'll put it, I'll put it on now. I'll put it on now. Here we go. Okay. So <laughs> you got me thinking after last week's episode. We were talking about the process and curating the garden and all this stuff. And it was like, you know what? I think he's on something here because I take way too much time to write blog posts. And that gave me a chance to dig into what my therapist has been telling me lately and unpacking like, what, what am I really afraid of and getting these things out there? And then I was like, you know what? This is an opportunity to learn. And uh, so I, I put it into practice and got a post out there and had a little thing at the top said, this is still a work in progress. And you know what? Yeah, I really like that. A week later, uh, I made an update to it again. Like actually oh, really? came back to it. Yeah. That's cool. And here's the problem with that though, is I follow your blog via RSS. How am I supposed uh, to get the updates? Oh, I don't, it's a, it's a fair question. Yeah. I don't know the like, answer either. That's okay. Yeah. Just oh, well, and part of it is like what I added, something that you suggested last time, what I added was this, uh, I just, I remember like at the top, I said it was updated and then I said when it was updated. So just like this sort of like, yeah. if someone looks at it again, I don't have a diff change, but <laughs> you know, one step one. at a time. So this is actually a great, a great blog post. Um, Thanks. A free writer problem I hadn't come across before, but it, I mean, it's sort of self-explanatory, isn't it? Well, what was interesting is that the thing I changed today, because I wrote this post, I've been thinking about, I love hosting companies, been thinking about it for a long time, and I was like, okay, what's the real issue here? So the post, and then I realized, and I got some feedback that my the way I'd written it presumed that, like I kind of positioned the idea of a free rider as negative, as in, like you could infer from it that some hosts could be free riders and others weren't because of what they did. I was like, no, no, I realized I had that wrong. So I changed it to say like, all hosts are by nature free riders. And the just by the nature, it's not a negative, it's not a judgment call, that's just a description. And then the question is, what are they going to do as, as a response? Like they're getting the free rider benefit, we like that, that's great, and what do you do? So that was an example where feedback gave me the chance to say, oh wow, like what I written didn't quite match my original intention, and I didn't see that until I got the feedback yeah that makes sense do you do you want to explain exactly how hosts are free riders and how that's not necessarily a bad thing yeah sure and also can you explain why you like hosts so much i'm really not <laughs> on board with this concept of hosts are the be all and end all of open source and well, you, you don't like hospitality <sighs> jonathan okay so let's let's play with this let's play with this so the first is the <laughs> <laughs> the free rider, the free rider problem. Like, um, okay, with a hosting company, they like if you think I'd say I'd argue that a lot of hosting companies don't really care about WordPress all that much, right? Like, if they're if Drupal had won, they'd be on Drupal, right? Or if some other like open source thing was like the big thing, like that's what they would offer to their customers, right? Is that fair? Yeah. There are some who do love WordPress. That's great. That's awesome. But uh, we don't need them to for this whole thing to work. So the idea is that their customers want WordPress. And so they're like, okay, yeah, we'll offer it to you. So in that sense, like they are free riding on the fact that WordPress is like 
is what people are wanting and they're just making it available and they're building successful businesses around it. If WordPress didn't exist, they would do something else. Yeah. So, so that to me was the, Oh, that's, that's the thing. So it's like, now the question is to what extent are they free riding? Like how much value are they getting from it? That's one thing that you can evaluate. And then I don't really care about that so much because it's like, you know, is the more value that can be extracted and received from it, the better. The question is to what degree are they reinvesting? And then what, to what degree are we as a re as an ecosystem rewarding that reinvestment? And that's the intention of something like five for the future. I don't think we, we've quite hit it right yet. And this is part of what's prompted me to be thinking about this. I can imagine from a host's perspective, they would say, oh, well, no, 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 no. You've got this backwards. It's not okay. that we are, you know, only exist because WordPress exists. It's actually the other way around. If it <laughs> weren't for us hosts, there would be no WordPress. So that that's, leads to your second point. Why, why do I love hosts, right? And uh, the way that I think about it, ah, I, I have the start of an idea about why, what this is. And if I think about what we, the open web that we love, a big part of its value in my mind is its decentralized nature. And that you, I, I know one you like, if, if everything was on Facebook, right? Like we wouldn't like that. No, we wouldn't. And they, because it's centrally controlled, they they have the things that they do. They they attempt to make sweeping changes, and there's benefits to that, right? Like there's things that that can work well in a closed ecosystem, but in an open ecosystem, you you just like there there's probably something at a, a core level, a deeper level. But the what I see today, it's like hosts represent these different mm, spots within this ecosystem. If you're not happy with one, you can move to another, and that's a key ingredient for this thing to work. And news to me, you told me this just uh, last week, I think, is yeah. that actually I, I was under the impression that every host was either on AWS or GCP, ah. you know, either using Amazon's hosting or, or Google's. And therefore, you know, this argument, if that were true, this argument would break down because it's yeah. either Amazon or it's Google and that's it. But that's not true, right? It's not true, and I'd like to understand the data better. I've been working with uh, Kevin Ohashi over at Review Signal, and we've been digging into okay, like how 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 do we? What is the reality? Anecdotally, there are hosts who absolutely maintain their own data centers and their own servers. Like, there's different degrees. Some just co-locate; others own data centers outright. There's more of that than we'd suspect. I, I think I'd like to have a better, like, factual understanding of this, so it's not just anecdotal. A fair amount of my current sense came from visiting CloudFest earlier this year in Germany and just seeing it firsthand, like all these different companies that I'd never heard of, you know, with hardware and the things that they're doing. And it's like, okay, there's there's more to this. So there's definitely a there's a, a geek in me that just loves this stuff in general. Within the broader open web context, though, there's something about resilience that just resonates strongly with me here. And that you know, this idea of like you can move from one to the other, that policies can change, interests can change, politics mm -hmm. can change, mm -hmm. and the web is more than that. The web is, yeah, it definitely gets into like cross country, uh, right? It's cross international too. borders. Yeah, right. So you've written a piece about how hosts are sort of free writing in WordPress and what they can do to give back. You touch on uh, the five for the future. Let me, let me just challenge that, that notion for a moment, the give back. My yeah. argument is that I think the part of the issue here is that we're not looking for charity. 
right? It's not like, give us a little bit of something here. It's like, no, think, change the way that we think about this to see this as a reinvestment that they don't have to choose to do. However, I think there's twofold to this. There's us as an ecosystem. How do we reward those who reinvest, right? Like there's that part of the equation. And then how yeah. do we, how do we encourage the reinvestment, not giving back? Cause I think what happens, I, I appreciate that they do it. I think some hosts go to WordCamps and they think that's giving back. Yeah. Like they sponsored the WordCamp, they sent some people, they do some stuff. And like, oh, that's giving back. I, I wouldn't even argue like, yeah, sure. That's giving back. That's not reinvestment into the ecosystem in any significant way relative to like yeah. the size. Right. So, so then, you know, what's happened recently, and, and maybe this is another example of hosts saying we're giving back is ac acquiring plugins, right? This yeah. is hosts have been acquiring plugins left, right, and center. Yeah. And I've had personal experience with this. I, yep. I worked on a plugin and our plugin was acquired by WP Engine, one of the biggest WordPress hosts. And I have to say that like, it really feels as though hosts are where plugin acquisitions go to die. You know, like someone, some big host will acquire a plugin and then it will just stagnate and nothing will happen. And every time I read about a new acquisition from a host i i always just shake my head thinking man well that's the end of that you know what i mean the challenge i see is it's a pretty simple one it's one of aligned incentives like other than the value to their current customers and the hope of identifying new customers like that's about the extent of their incentive to work on said plugin right like if it doesn't either help make their own customer experience better and stickier sticky is kind of what they care about or give them a chance to reach new ones like why else would they and some, I'd argue, like out of the goodness of their hearts or whatever reasons, like will do things. But I'm like, that's not where there's a misaligned incentive here, mm -hmm. which is part of why I'd advocate it's not long -term for in sustainable. general, hosts shouldn't buy plugins. Like unless mm -hmm. you're going for the Shopify play and going to create your own closed ecosystem, which they're welcome to do. It's my, my position is that they're missing out. Yeah. And also... I think a lot of these hosting companies, at least the ones acquiring, are these giant corporations of you know, thousand plus people. And yeah. there just isn't innovation at the same rate in those companies. And so Not generally. Right. There's there's so that this is I'm speaking from personal experience, but so much bureaucracy and and approvals up the chain and back down the chain that everything just becomes completely stagnant. And I, and I don't believe in the ability for a hosting company to develop anything meaningful on their own. Ooh, that's a little harsh, but fair. Uh, <laughs> at that scale, at, I, tell me where it's happened. Like at that scale, you know, maybe like someone will ro roll out some small onboarding thing or, sure. you know, but they have like a team of 20 people working on it for a year before the smallest thing ever happens. So. Well, how about this? We could agree that the opportunity is there and practice most rarely execute on it. Cause it's like, for whatever reasons they are, it's the innovation doesn't seem to happen all that often. So if a host isn't going to acquire plugins, like you recommend in this article, then why, why would I start? Like I've got, I've got an idea for a plugin at the moment that I've been trying to get around to, but you know, maybe if there isn't any realistic expectation of, of getting a bit of money for it at some point, maybe I won't bother. Yeah, this is a, it's a curious challenge in the space right now. Like there, 
one of the things I'd love to see are more homes for product exits that aren't hosting companies. And there are some out there. There are like private investors. There are companies that are thinking more broadly about this, but the, the connections haven't been well made right now. And I see a lot of opportunity there. I think it's part of the problem is that for most folks, they see host as just a logical exit. And it's like, which one? And it's like, well, but my point is yours, the one that you made, which is that for, mo- for most, that's that's just your plug-in going to die. Mm. And, and that's a little harsh and ungenerous. But uh, it's in the context of the broader ecosystem, my argument is that is the case. For that specific ecosystem, for the customers at that hosting provider, no, that can be that can be just fine. But at the end of the day, I'm like, I don't want to see a bunch of like mini Shopify esque like hosts trying to, to create their own little gardens. They can certainly do that. My, the argument though is like you're missing all the benefits of a decentralized ecosystem if you're just trying to tighten things up. Okay, so let's just uh, put a pause in this conversation for a minute now because I think sort of ran to it ran to its logical conclusion and actually there's another conversation about like then monetizing plugins even yeah and monetizing plugins that uh ecosystem based you know like gravity forms and woocommerce and things like this because there's a whole conversation there but before we get to that i was wondering if you wanted to switch the tone of our podcast a little bit because I've been watching this show, um, Only Murders in the Building. Ooh. And it is, it's about a uh, mis- murder mystery podcast. Is it good? I've heard, I've heard it's good, but I haven't seen it's, it yet. Yeah, it's great. It's great. But okay. I was wondering if you know of any murders, because then we could sort of, you know, maybe switch it up and we'll do like half WordPress, half murder mystery in the same episode. Do I know of any murders? I, I heard a, a good, uh, <laughs> uh, have you watched Modern Family? There was a, yeah, a clip uh, where no. there was a murder joke uh, down there that comes to mind, but no, I don't know of any any murder. I don't know of any murders in WordPress. Mm. Well, I wonder if we can find some sort of mystery. It doesn't have to be a murder. I wonder okay. if we can find some sort of mystery in WordPress. Some Ooh. sort of oh, who done it? And Ooh. and <laughs> follow that rabbit, hole, you know, and and see if we can maybe turn the podcast into a I, I bet we WordPress could. mystery. So, dear listeners, if you're aware of a mystery. That needs solving. WordPress mystery, an open word, web mystery. An open web mystery. Luke and I have uh, talents and capabilities and skills and mystery solving. We're investigators. PIs. Investigators that, that we can certainly put to use uh, in this. Yes, yes, we'll do that. We'll see what happens next as we expire the time. 